0: I don't often tell you that I'm angry. I feel like that's just kind of mean, but I really was angry. And even though you told me you were sorry, and I believed and trusted you, I still needed to verbalize out loud that I was angry and give myself permission to tell you that I was angry. Because I was. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, Feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to get reconnected in five minutes or less.
1: New time, new world record, right there. Yeah. Five minutes or less. It's possible. It is. Here's how. Here we go.
0: The topic today. Nope.
1: It stopped. Nope. There it goes. Right error. Hold on. Okay, it's coming back. Dun 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 dun. dun. Okay, you guys want to hear something funny, dear listeners? Our 20-year-old son came up and said, I have an idea how to monetize your podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he?
1: He says that we should charge people to write in little uh, love Love messages messages they want to send out to to their their spouse. And then we could read those messages, you know, like the Friday night smooth jazz station sending out love messages across the airwaves back in the 80s. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. So if anyone's interested um, and they say that's a great idea, I'd I'd pay to send a love message to my honey. Um, Email Shannon at (laughs) (laughs) securemarriage.com. Who knows? We might have stumbled upon a great monetization uh, idea here. That could be fun. Anyway, should we get into the podcast? Yeah. What are we
0: talking about today?
1: Um, Two days ago. Uh Uh-oh. We were getting ready in the morning. You were getting ready in the morning and, um, you came into the living room and you were, um, asking, uh, something about, uh, the bag that you had just created and the logo location and the content on the bag and, and asking if you should move some stuff around. And I give you my my design eyeballs and said, here, I think you could do this. I think you could do this. And then I started making suggestions about here's a different kind of logo that you have kind of a couple versions of your logo that you could right. put on here and you could put this here and that there and move it all around. And you looked at me like I was talking French because you couldn't kind of track or follow what I was saying. Correct? You got confused.
0: Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Well, understandably confused because there's some other things that were playing into the kind of the reference and your confusion makes sense. But how was my response to you? No, I'm not even going to ask you that question. My response became frustrated and I can remember sitting in my chair and I covered both of my eyes with my hands and I let out a big heavy sigh and Non verbally communicated my frustration with your lack of comprehension on something that I thought was so basic and so easy to understand, and you weren't getting it. And so from there, I started talking in that tone, which was um, much more articulate, much louder, m- louder,
0: faster, uh,
1: demeaning, uh,
0: louder, faster, and more um, exaggerated.
1: Yes. And needless to say, um, you quickly said thank you and then exited the room as fast as possible because I had hurt your feelings. Right. Yes. And I had known I hurt your feelings and we needed, you were getting ready to leave somewhere and I don't like you leaving the house when we are in a tiff, when, when I've hurt your feelings. And so after a few minutes, I got up and I walked in and I said, hey, honey, I know that I hurt your feelings and I know that, you know, my tone was bad and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And you kindly reminded me that you were still pissed off at me. I did.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't often tell you that I'm angry no. with you. I, I, I feel like that's just kind of mean Yeah. and, and that I should have, you know, uh, the next layer down level yeah. and, but I really was angry and, yeah. And even though you told me you were sorry and and I believed and trusted you and on that, yeah. sometimes I don't always believe you because of my own stuff. Sure. Um, I still needed to tell you and verbalize.
1: <sighs> okay, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I still needed to verbalize out loud that I was angry and give my per- myself permission to tell you that I was angry because yes. I was. Yes, I wasn't just hurt. I was angry because I didn't deserve to be treated that way. No, and um, I don't. I don't remember. It's here's a little bit interesting. I don't remember exactly what happened that morning. I do remember now that I was getting ready to go somewhere. Yeah. But I think we had two situations like that recently
1: hmm.
0: because... No, no,
1: no, Just one. I can't have everyone know how <laughs> that I'm twice as bad as I'm admitting to right now on the podcast.
0: <laughs> because, because, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like there was, yeah, there there has was been two, two things very similar to yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Small, small, thoughtless behaviors on my part where I just express frustration In a way that hurts your feelings. Right. And I'm allowed to be frustrated with you. Sure. Right? Sure. And I don't always do that in the kindest manner. No. And it's pretty normal that it hurts your feelings. Right. But here's the important part about all of it. One of us has to make the move to get reconnected again. Right. And normally in relationships, it's an emotional game of chicken who's going to blink first? Who's going to soften first? Who's going to give in first? Who's going to make the gesture to get reconnected first? And in this situation, because I knew that I had hurt you and my behavior was not defensible. I even though my feelings were understandable, the way I displayed them, the behavior, I could have done better. I need to take responsibility for my behavior. It is my responsibility to approach you and to create the opportunity for getting reconnected as fast as humanly possible. Right. And vice versa, if you've done something that hurts me, it's your responsibility. This isn't a male-female thing. No, this not is, at all. This is a, a offender, offendee kind of right. thing. And if you are aware that you've hurt your spouse, you should be the one who goes first to hurt them. And that's to, where the rub... To fix it, to not fix to it. hurt them. Yes. And that's where the rub is. The, because so many couples will hurt each other. Now it's a debate of well, right, who got hurt first. Right.
0: And, and we've come up with <clears> uh, against that several times and probably for me bringing it up because it's like, well, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. And you're going, well, my feelings got hurt first. Yeah. And
1: Who's going to go first? Right.
0: And and I'm going, no, they didn't. Yeah. Because you're the one that hurt me.
1: Yeah. How can you have hurt feelings?
0: Right. How is that and even possible? Because because I have <laughs> usually when that happens, it's because I've done something that I am completely unaware of. Yeah. And you have responded to me and out that of that. Way which hurts me. So yeah. yours gets missed altogether. But that is really the hard part when both people have been hurt yeah. and now it's, it turns into this yep. fighting match over. Well, you're, you have to apologize because yeah. you're the one that started it. Yeah. And that's when, that's when selflessness has to kick in and you have to put your feelings. I'm not very good at this. I will admit it. <laughs> feelings on the back burner and approach your spouse and and make it right with them
1: first. Move into a place of empathy, understanding, and non-defensiveness. You want to understand what they are going through without justifying any behaviors that you've done because you're the one who's hurt their feelings. Oh, and that's so hard. It is hard. But in the practice of it, when I approached you... And that was not easy. It, it's not easy admitting I'm a I'm an insensitive husband and I hurt your feelings because it makes me look bad. I don't like to look bad. Right. But when I approached you and tried to reconcile and put my put my insecurities on the back burner and said the marriage is more important than right. my ego and I try to reconcile with you and we came back out to the living room here and. I didn't defend. I didn't justify. You shared with me what I had done that hurt you. And then it says, I want to get connected again. Will you not hold this against me? Right. That's our definition of forgiveness. We didn't make it easier or harder for you to soften.
0: It would make it very much easier for me to soften. So I I still was in that. By the time we got to the living room, I don't know that I was necessarily angry still after I shared with you, but I still had a lot of feelings. And, and the one thing that we've really tried to do when we're not connected, when we've hurt each other is to have some type of physical connection, whether that's holding hands or giving a hug. And Paul knows this little secret about me that I still choose Mm. to ignore and pretend like it doesn't (laughs) exist, that if he can get me to be in a hug with him, I'm not going to say get me to hug him or him can, you know, force a hug on me. Um, that my body physically releases yeah. and I can go and then then all those upset angry feelings disappear and it turns into sadness and then it turns into sorrow that we're disconnected yeah. regardless of who started it or yeah. who who hurt who um, there's there's something cathartic about having sorrow that you just aren't connected that you both are in this yeah. it's not just I got hurt yeah. and you're no big deal for you it's we both aren't connected and so that that connection piece helps a lot
1: the catharsis happens though because we are in the process of reconnecting you can have those tears. You can, if there wasn't an attempt to get reconnected and me take responsibility for my bad behavior, right? then it m- makes it much, much harder for you to soften or be receptive right. to it, my emotions. The, the Let's just hug and swoop no, it under no, no. the rug you and have, make it go away. You
0: have to have all work. of those steps. You have to have from you coming in to apologizing or me coming in to apologizing yep. and, and showing empathy and trying to understand, truly understand or, or showing that you truly understand why yep. the person is hurt yep. to um, giving the opportunity to, to share yep. and listen and validate and then offering that physical connection. Yep. You have to have those steps. If Paul had come into the, to the bathroom without saying sorry, without saying, hey, I recognize that I did this and this and just tried to hug me, that would have not gone over well. No. I would have fought tooth and nail against that, not because I wanted to, but just because that's wired into yeah. my nature. Yeah, that's the nature. And um, it it it's trying to to use physical touch to uh, circumvent or go over yeah. everything. Yeah, um, is.
1: It'll backfire. Yeah. It will never. It will never work. It'll never work. There has to be the responsibility and the empathy connected to the physicality, the physical comfort that comes into all this. Absolutely. Here's what I want everyone, dear listener, to to understand um, as we're talking about our real life situations here. Um, This does not come easy and this did not come first. This is a learned behavior in our relationship. What comes easy is selfishness and defensiveness and justification and minimization. That I don't have to practice at all. That is so easy to move into. Accusation. And and
0: hiding. All of this.
1: Yeah. Withdrawal, shutdown. That's super, super easy. Right. It goes against everything within my human nature to have to humble myself Admit my wrongdoing to another person that I care about and who has borne the pain of my bad behavior. Right. And then ask her not to hold it against me. That is a learned behavior that I have, after practicing it for many, many times, have realized I'd rather have three minutes of terrible pain while we are getting reconnected right. here than the three, three days, days of disconnection of, yes. and tension. Yes. Because we used to do the three day thing and mm-hmm. it isn't fun. And no. it usually stacks on top of each other because that one leads to other infractions yes. and other offenses. And now it becomes a snowball. And
0: then when, when it actually comes out, yeah. then it's just, then it's hours yeah. and hours yeah. of actual fighting. Oh, and it's, a pain it, yeah. the,
1: it's just terrible. Right. So as you're listening here and you're going, man, how do they do that? Or, or I wish that my husband can do that. Or I wish I could do that because again, you're recognizing some of these things are hard for you. They're, Absolutely hard for me. right? But once you learn these simple tools, you can actually have what we call a secure marriage. Hopefully you're hearing the theme here, which is we don't have a perfect marriage, <laughs> but we do have a secure marriage. Yeah. We have learned how to get reconnected very fast. And that right. was a five minute blip right, on a random Wednesday or Tuesday morning. And we... It didn't ruin the rest of our day because it's a learned behavior. Marriages and relationships are like basketball or any other learned skill. You have to practice healthy drills, healthy behaviors, healthy exercises, and then you can get really, really good at playing the game. Yeah. We would love to teach you how to do that. And if you're going, okay, give me the magic formula. Just tell me how to do that. We'll give you the formula. We can give you the tools. That's why we've built something like the relationship roadmap. Go to securemarriage.com, find the relationship roadmap right on the front page there. It's under four couples, or you can go to the top of it and click under our online courses, find relationship roadmap, buy it. And use it. And you will learn these skills. And the the whole lovely thing about having an online course like this that's only an hour long is you can watch it a 100 times. Right. And if you need to learn the drill again, you can watch one of the tools out of the nine tools. You can watch. It's only five minutes. If you watch it 10 times, it's still less than an hour. Right. You can learn these skills and learn these tools that you and I use on a daily basis. Yeah. And your marriage will get better.
0: Right. And and <clears> if you want to go a little bit deeper, the relationship roadmaps a really yes. great simple tool. Yeah. If you want to go a little bit yeah. deeper, we've got uh, the six secrets uh, the of a secure marriage. marriage. The online workshop. That's yep. an online workshop. That's yep. what six plus hours. Yeah. That's
1: a deep, deep it's dive. It's a deep,
0: deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but
1: lots of good tools. The,
0: the tools in that for me have been yeah. the most life changing yeah. uh, tools that we have.
1: Here's the best part about all of this. If you download it and you try it and it absolutely doesn't work for you, we'll give you your money back.
0: Yeah, we will. We're not
1: even going to stiff you. I mean, just email us and say, this isn't working. I need my money back. We'll hit a refund and give it back to you. You've got nothing to lose. Right. But if you are actively trying to make your marriage better because you want to be part of a a, a culture, you want to be part of us. At secure marriage, we actually want to start a movement that says, here's a group of people who all want to have a secure marriage. And we're gonna work hard and hold each other accountable and and not hide our mistakes. Right. And and by doing that, we can have a better marriage, we can have become better parents. Yep. The model we're gonna to give to our kids so that they don't have a crappy relationship as they get older. Yeah. We might be able to redeem. Terrible stories. I mean, if you've come from divorced families or uh, terrible relationships that you've had modeled for you and you're going, I don't want to repeat that, but right. I don't know what else to do. Right. This is the thing to do. We want to, again, make that happen. We want Secure Marriage to be just a movement, not just a podcast. Right. So securemarriage.com. Tons of tools there. Find the one that works best for you. And if you're not sure you need some guidance of what best one to pick, email Shannon at securemarriage.com or Paul at securemarriage.com and we'll be glad to kind of help you figure out what's going to be best for you. But we want you to hear, even though we're behind the microphones and doing the podcast right here, I was a moron on Tuesday morning. (laughs) But only a moron for five minutes. Yeah, I can be taught. I have learned how to be... The best husband I can, even though I'm not perfect. Yep. And it's we're glad to have the marriage that we have. Yes. And we look forward to getting it sweeter and sweeter and better and better. This is just the first 30 years. Imagine right? what the next 30 years are going to be like. Holy smokes. Amazing. It's going to be awesome.
0: By, maybe by then we'll have a perfect marriage. That's
1: right. And that'll be a whole different podcast. Yeah, it will. Because everyone wants to listen to really old people <laughs> podcasting.
0: No, this will be really fun podcast. All
1: it's going to be is where's my glasses, and I can't read what that says. And what's what the intro here? About? How do I get this? What? I don't even remember the intro. That's a terrible podcast. Say? And there's going to be, be, be also really the bodily sounds happening in the background <laughs> and everything else like that. So let's not do that podcast. We'll just stick with this one until you know it's better. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.
0: Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye.